Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet Medical Director of Palliative Care at USC, Sunita Puri, meditation teacher and author Oren J. Sofer, and President of the Union Theological Seminary, Serene Jones. By sharing spiritual lessons and life skills they've learned, these authors aim to help listeners improve their ability to communicate their needs and achieve more meaningful lives. Plus, discover which author's dream narrator is Brian Cranston. Enjoy. Sunita Puri. My book is called That Good Night, Life and Medicine in the Eleventh Hour. And I suppose I was inspired to write it because I had this collection in my mind of family stories and stories of my patients that I knew were connected, and I didn't know exactly how until I sat down and really started writing this book. A question I often get, both from patients and from friends and colleagues, is why in the world did you become a palliative care doctor? Because to do what I do almost seems antithetical to everything that I learned in medical school about preserving life and keeping people alive, I started to ask myself really that same question, especially on really, really tough days. And so I started to write this probably three or four years ago after I had finished my training in palliative care and my residency in internal medicine. And as I started writing down the stories about my parents and their spirituality and how I both struggled with that but also embraced it, particularly when I had become a doctor, I found that the stories of them and of myself and my patients were just really inseparable. But I didn't figure that out until I started writing the book. And so in a way, the book was a project of self-discovery, but it was also something that I really hoped would help whoever might pick it up with thinking about some of the bigger issues that we face in life. What makes our life meaningful? Who do we love the most and how do we privilege them? If we're really sick, what do we hope for for ourselves and the people we love And I would never have come to a point in my profession of asking those questions had it not been for the things I was exposed to from my parents and their lives and their teaching my brother and I very early in life that, look, life is going to be full of suffering. That is the very definition in some spiritual traditions of what life is. But part of what you can do in this life is ease the suffering of others And by embracing that everything will pass, not only our lives, but the really tough situations you're going to face in life, that may be the key to living well. And that's what I really hope that my readers will take away from this book, not just is it a meditation on impermanence and death and dying and how medicine can make that a better experience for people, but it's also about the concept of suffering in life and how we choose to confront it. Recording my audiobook, or at least a portion of it, has been really exhilarating. So much of the story has been on the page for me that to actually read sections of it aloud 
brings it alive in a way that I hadn't anticipated would be so touching, so very deeply touching. So I'm really grateful that I had an opportunity to read some of it aloud. My dream narrator may seem an unusual choice, but I deeply love Brian Cranston's work. His voice, his intonation, his ability to express really complex emotion. I could listen to his voice forever. And so I think he would bring a real depth of understanding of human beings and humanity to the narration of this book. And I know that he is neither a woman nor is he Indian, but I think we could work around that. My name is Oren J. Sofer, and I teach meditation and communication, and I'm the author of Say What You Mean, A Mindful Approach to Nonviolent Communication. I wrote this book for a few different reasons. Number one, I think these skills are indispensable to living a meaningful life and having a healthy, equitable, and just society. We depend on communication in every single relationship, in every area of our life. And yet most of us have very little explicit communication training. So I wanted to get these skills to people in a way that's accessible and easy to learn, because I think not only will it help people in their own personal lives, but at work and also being citizens. You know, we live at a time where we're less and less able to really hear one another in society. If there's one thing that we need, it's people who know how to listen and how to express themselves in clear and helpful ways that others can hear even when we disagree. So I was inspired to write the book to share these tools that have made such a difference in my own life that I felt a duty to want to share it with others. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in a word or two, fun and demanding. It's kind of neat to be in the studio and get to review and actually read the book. You know, it's been over a year now since I finished writing it and published it, so it's pretty cool to go back and revisit the text and actually remember writing it and the stories and the different people who edited different parts. So it was kind of like reliving some of the last two years of my life, not to mention all of the stories that I tell about my life in the book. Demanding, I'm on my book tour right now and teaching a lot, so we fit these two and a half or three days in in the midst of a pretty packed schedule. And as our director, Lisa, was telling me, I have been reading at a rate that is apparently what professional audiobook readers do. So it has been demanding to get through the book and get it recorded in the amount of time we had. So one of the things that's been kind of fun in a surprising way about reading the book was certain words that I learned are pronounced slightly differently than I thought they were. Like, I think I usually say endeavor rather than endeavor or uses versus uses, that those two pronunciations actually refer to different meanings or interest rather than interest. So little things like that. I think I'm most excited just about the fact that I was able to read this book. You know, as much as it is a training guide and a nonfiction book, it's, it's also very personal. And 
I do tell a lot of personal stories about my own journey and my family. And so I feel really proud and glad to have been able to read it myself because I I think and I hope that it will create an experience of more meaning and connection for the people who are listening to hear it directly from me. If I hadn't read the book myself, who would I have to read it? Well, I love Morgan Freeman's voice. He would be wonderful. The other person who comes to mind just because he's a friend of mine and I think he has a great voice is Dan Harris from Good Morning America and the 10% Happier podcast. So either of them I'd be very happy with. I listen to audiobooks sometimes, and the last couple of books I've listened to that I really liked, one was All the Light We Cannot See, and the other is a wonderful story about a game preserve in South Africa and the man who ran it and the elephants that he looked after called The Elephant Whisperer. One of the things that really stood out to me about that book was how this kind of deep connection and communication that we have as human beings isn't unique to us as a species, that it's part of being alive and hearing these stories about these elephants and their communication and the way that they develop relationships. It expanded my view of human communication. Hi, this is Serene Jones. I wrote this book Call it grace, finding meaning in a fractured world, for two reasons. One, I wanted to write a book that would help people understand the theology of the theologians who admit so much to me in my own life, and I wanted other people to see how valuable they were. And secondly, I wanted to connect that to stories from my own life because I felt I had a lot of stories to tell about how theology comes alive in your life and can actually be life-saving. I actually really enjoyed the process of recording this audiobook. I write, generally speaking, like I speak, but it was really an incredible experience to actually hear the book spoken in going back and forth between my growing-up Oklahoma accent and my now-acquired Northeast accent. I was fascinated by just the way my voice changed. If there were a word or a phrase that I kept stumbling on, and there were many of them, the one that drove me the most crazy was Kierkegaard. I kept saying Kierkegaard, Kierkegaard, and getting that Dane's name right, which has baffled generations of people, became a major problem in narrating the book. It's Kierkegaard. The thing that I'm most excited about with this narration is that I hope, because I'm telling my own stories in many cases, that people will be able to find the intensity and something of the experience these stories held for me that doesn't always come across in the written word. I'm also happy that this book will be accessible to people who can't read. If I had a dream narrator other than myself, it would probably be my sister Verity because she is a great pastor, and hence, she is a great speaker and reader. And she has that same struggle in her between her growing up oaky accent 
and her adult-acquired Northeast accent, and I think she could probably do it even better than me. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.